You've searched all over the place. You looked high and low, desperately seeking a modern-day Western lifestyle and equine industry podcast. Well, we got you covered. This is the Arena Hustle Podcast. We'll have on the pros and dig for the stories, the tips, and the teachings. Let's do it. This is the Arena Hustle Podcast. And here's your host, Benny Brazier. So here we go, guys. Episode number one of the Arena Hustle Podcast. I sat down with the one and only Quinton Stapleton at the Hackamore Classic at Scone for the Australian Reining Care Horse Association's Hackamore Futurity that they do. So we sat down, got into an awesome episode. It is going to be a part uh, part one, so it's going to be a two-parter. It's quite a show, but sit down, buckle yourselves in because it's a heck of an episode. Let's get into it. Well, uh, here we are, episode number one of the new Arena Hustle podcast. Um, I dove in deep and got the man himself, the number one, <laughs> Quinn's Day Wilson. <laughs> Good grief. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. I appreciate you uh, being number one. It's a bit of a gamble for you because who knows where it's going to go. But, yeah, you're coming on and I really appreciate it. Mate, welcome. welcome. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, thanks for asking me to be on here. No, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, we'll just kick straight into it. Introduce yourself. Who is who's Q? For people. Um, yeah, Quentin Stapleton's my name. Um, I'm from Oberon in New South Wales. Um, it's the coldest place east of Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we train cow horses. That's that's who I am. Boom. Family man, though. Yep, my wife yep. Rebecca and my son Caden, who's 11, and Sophie, my daughter, who's nine. And um, yes, yeah, not a good, cool little family, and um, yeah, that's us. Yeah, Q Crew, so to speak. Yeah, Q Crew. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the Q Ranch? You got a bit of land down there? Yeah, just my dad's place. So we train out horses out of my dad's um, place, which is uh, yeah, 40k south over. It. Yeah, there's a few hundred acres there. Yep. Yep, and we just um, train horses out of there and, um, you know, Dad runs a few Braffer cows and whatnot and oh, mess around with some Corrieni Longhorn Cross things that uh, tend to uh, fit into the horse training program. I was going to well. say they yeah, benefit yeah, well. You betcha they do. Yep. Yep, yep. although <laughs> going by my herd work today, you would think I'd never seen a cow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that a bit later because I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're here, because about an hour ago, I wasn't sure if you would be. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have my, I had one of those days in the show pen you could damn sure forget, yeah. um, but um, that happens, that's showing horses, you yeah. know, that's showing horses, and um, so what, it's just a horse show, that's it. you know what I mean? Um, we can we can come back tomorrow and we'll still show in the rain and, and the fence work and, you know, so what? Yes, yeah. you know we're not playing for sheep stations here. Even though, you know, like you said an hour ago, I was kind of pretty frustrated at myself because I showed poorly and horses were horses were okay. It's not their fault. I, I just cut cut poor cows and cut poor cows poorly and, and it didn't go well. But 
yeah, so what? Just turn around, go home, work hard, and make sure it, you know, doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, nice. We'll get in a bit more later on, but we'll just talk about Q Ranch. Yeah. There's big plans there, I hear. Yeah. I hear you're uh, you're going to be catering for all weather. Yeah, we've we've uh, so for those of you who don't know, Oberon is like I said, it's the coldest place <laughs> next to Antarctica. It's very very cold. We're at a thousand and forty meters elevation, so we get half a dozen snowfalls a year there. You know, and a good snowfall for us will be eight eight to twelve inches, like a proper proper dump for for stuff that's not alpine, like down there where the proper ski fields are. Hey, eight inches, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do a lot with eight inches, you reckon? Um, well, I tell you what, it's a snowfall is, they call it the poor man's super, you know, okay. fertiliser, so they reckon there's good nitrogen in it, but I don't know if there's much good for anything else. We'll have a good spring if we have snowfalls, I suppose. But well, they say that about hail, don't they? About hail? Yeah. Well, hail does some damage too, though, doesn't it? That does. It does. I haven't said that. Like, last year there was a snowfall there that, like the ground was that saturated because it was so wet beforehand the trees that it brought down was unbelievable like i went to drive drive out to the ranch and not a not a hope not a hope of getting getting anywhere because there's pine trees down there was big old gum trees down it was a mess but um so anyway getting back to our plans at at the ranch yeah we are we've battled through winter there for you know, I'm into my 17th year training horses and we've battled through winter all that time. Excuse me, bar one year when I went down to train out of K Ranch Arena at Mount Hunter. We didn't have to deal with the winter then, uh, but every other winter we've been there and it's, yeah, it's not easy, but everyone's got challenges. You know, it's all hard, just choose your hard. Um, but we've um, just had all our paperwork come through yesterday to put a shed up, so. Oh. Undercover arena. Yeah, it's not. Thank it's not. You. It's not monstrous or anything, but it'll be something where we can keep rolling. You know. To, so, yeah. so what? What happened today? Because it's been so wet at home, I've had to do a lot of what my horse show preparation outside. So they haven't got to see cows and prepare like I would normally do. And that's not an excuse. It's just how it is. You know. There's no excuses because I, I showed poorly, but it's just hopefully something that we can keep keep improving everything, you know. Yep. And um, keep us rolling during the winter time. Yep. Yep. So I just want to apologise everyone at home. We're here at White Park at Scone, and there is a train track right next to it. Oh, it's a noisy son and of a bitch too. Oh, <laughs> I was like, we're gonna do this, and I yep. guarantee there was a plane flying over a bunch yesterday. Yeah, we're near I the was, airport. Near I the was airport. like, there's gonna be planes flying over. There's gonna be a dozen odd trains yep. gone by. Yeah, these but, new mics are gonna pick it all. Yeah, but <laughs> mate, we we we're at a gal show, like so, exactly. like, you know. That's what I said it, before. We're, yeah, we're in the back of the float. Yeah, like this is the portable studio. It's yep. not fantastic, but. We're out of the weather. It's a little bit warm in here at the moment, but I give it give it a little bit and it's going to cool off. Yeah, but it was fresh last night. The the thing about it, it's real, mate. That's it. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no. It, it's just real. We're at a horse show and we're shooting the shit and having the yarn and um, yeah. <laughs> What's funny about those trains going past? I'm kind of used to them now. Trying to they we come to Scone so many times a year showing cows mm. that I kind of don't hear them. Yeah. But they reckon you've got to turn the generators off at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be, I don't know, 8 or 10 of them trains, trains come yeah, through. exactly. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, we're picking them up, but it is what it is. So, um, as we just said, we are here at Scone at White Park, and we're here for the Hackamore Classic. Yeah. Talk to us about what you brought down with you. Okay, so we brought uh, six show horses with us. So I've got a couple of... Uh, Bridal horses, so they're our older horses. They're the, the, the pinnacle of a finished horse is a bridal horse. Yeah, yeah. So they're six year old and, and older. Mine are my youngest one's six. The, yeah. the older fellas are nine. And um, so I've got two bridal horses, and I've got two five year olds and two four year olds, which I've shown in the Hackamore Classic today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hackamore's six, I thought Hackamore was five and under. Yeah, yeah, so the Hackamore's five and under, five so the, yes. yeah, two five-year-olds and two four-year-olds, two, so yeah, they're okay. four, five and under, yeah, yeah, in the Hackamore class. They've just, the ARCHA's just adjusted their age rulings to where six-year-olds can show in it, Yeah, which I think's a great thing too, because it just gives us more, more events to show in and more longevity. I chose to show my six-year-old in the bridal because I already kind of had him going down that path prior yeah basically before they changed the rule I mean I could have took him back and still showed him in the Hackamore today but I just thought eh, you know he'd have been a real good chance at a check in that but I just thought nah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice me principles for a, you know horse show paycheck I'm no. just gonna just keep on cruising and doing what we're doing you know? and that's that's a testament to who you are is it's it's not all about this weekend though no no, absolutely, like absolutely like not. you said, longevity and the big yeah. picture for that horse. Yeah, yeah. If, if if it was about this weekend, I'd stop. That'd be the end of me. Well, after today. After today, <laughs> you know, you just throw the towel in and go, bugger it, I'm like, I can't do this because I've, you know, had a, had a crappy day. Yeah. But that's not, it's not the nature. No. Now. It's not, it's not your nature it, now. It's, it's not, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm keen to get into that. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. massive. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. it's something that I don't shy away from and I think it affects more people in the industry than 100% let, let, let yep. on yep. Um, and I don't like I said I don't shy away from it and I don't you know mm. I'm not ashamed to talk about it yeah yep oh that's good well um talk what you just said you got you got four four in the Hackamore yep what are they Okay, so I'll talk about the five-year-olds first. So we've got a, we've got a stud colt there uh, called Smooth Addiction, and he's by Smooth as a Cat out of a Pepto mare called Rooster's Little Darling. And that's been, uh, he's been a pretty successful little horse for me. He's made the Futurity Finals, he made the Derby Finals back here in, uh, when was it? It was in March. March made, yeah. yeah, made the Derby Finals in March. Um, he's not, he's, he's won won his fair share of, of in the cut and pan uh, uh, at these deals, cow horse cutting, not not in the NCHA, but in the cow horse cutting. Um, he's won open cow horse, has been really, really nice little horse for me. Yeah. Um, and that, his mother, Rooster's Little Darling, has been an exceptional producer. She's produced so many good horses. You know? Okay. Yep. Um, and the, the filly, that's five-year-old filly, is a... Um, uh, mare called uh, QRS Smooth Cooking Checks. I bred her. That's, yep. Yep. So she's by a horse called Sorta Smooth, who is Smooth Addiction's full brother. And um, out of a bank full of CDs, mare, Miss Easter Banks, that I own. And she also made the Futurity Finals, uh, the Cowboys Futurity Finals, made the, the NCHA Autumn Spectacular Snaffle Bit Futurity Finals. She also. 
won or final at the Derby? She's a derby champion, and that's kind of why I was pissed about today because yeah. she was me hot shot. Well, you were two twenty one on her in the derby. She yeah, she's mm. she's she's a good man, mm. you know. And and at the derby, I didn't get a shiny out of the herd like I can either. Yeah. Like she's a cow horse. Like she's really really cowy man. I'm not sure if it was her, but every one of your ponies I watched you today when when you were warming up for the herd work, and you have your horses reading your feet. Like nobody else here. Yeah, and 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 that probably bit me in the ass. So okay. I like them to be real soft and broke off my feet and relaxed by my feet, not scared of them. Uh, but they've got to read a cow first. Yeah, and allow me to help them with my feet. Second, you know the cow should always override me yeah. at any given time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I need them. I need them broke off my feet. Um, that's just part of. How I like them, um, but the cow, you know, cow, cow's the most important thing. Yeah, you know, you can't uh, the the horse will read a cow quicker than I can, and that that showed on me today. You know, okay. Um, so Who was what was the first horse you had in the second herd? Yeah, so that that's uh, so we'll talk about the four year olds now. Like that's a little horse called Bellissimo. Okay, and he's a Kit Kat sugar, um, who was a NCHA Open World Champion in the States. Okay. Very good cutting horse. And his mother was um, one that Jason and Rachel Leach had called uh, Starbar Little Lily. And I remember that mare, I couldn't get in depth with the breeding by any means, but I remember that mare at the Futurity and Rachel showed her. And I thought she was the biggest stopping horse of that whole deal. I didn't see a horse stop like her. Mm. Like she was a huge stopper. Um, and I always remember that. And, Annie Butler had bought the mare uh, off the leeches, and my customers Jeff and Vicky Rofe had bought Bellissimo off off Annie. So, and and he come to you know he come to me to be trained, you know as a cow horse. He's a nice little horse. You know he made the Futurity finals too. And this is basically his uh, first real season showing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, made the Futurity finals uh, the week before that. He won the novice at Binaway. Yeah, he's a nice little horse. He's gonna, you know, he's got a bright future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool little horse. He he, he uh, got a little bit rude on me in the Hackmore today, and that's part and parcel with showing cows. Sometimes that happens. You know, I probably just didn't have him quite broke enough in the Hackmore, or maybe you know, maybe I put the wrong Hackmore on him. Or that's all horse trainer analysation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, because I'm new to the whole cow horse industry. I've never really dabbled in hackamores at all because I've never needed to. You don't, you don't use a hackamore on rodeo. Yeah. You know, bigger the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't, if yeah. you can't get a rodeo horse trained with a tie down the bat, something wrong. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. The, the hackamore was something I've had to wrap my head around because, like, we've at, at Trinity Ranch, we've had that horse of of Murray's, yep. uh, King George, and we've been working him in one of Phil's hackamores. And then the Murray's like, oh, no, I'll throw mine on. And it was a completely different setup. You bet. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Then I just thought Hackamore was a Hackamore, like a Bozel. No. 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 Well, <laughs> Bozel is part of a Hackamore, right? Yeah. So let me explain that to you. So there's three parts to a Hackamore. You've got the Hanger, you've got the McCarty, and you've got the Bozel. Yep. McCarty's at your own. Yes. Yes. So it's 22 foot of horse braided, oh, well, twisted horse hair. Yeah. Um, 
I like look you can make him out of mohair but that's a whole another rabbit trail we won't get into yeah, yeah so the McCarty his reins the hangers what goes over behind there is yeah and the bosles the braided leather or rawhide that goes around their face yeah. around their nose yep there's a fair idea making them too there is my like, oath there is yeah, yeah. but and there's um I uh, haven't haven't dabbled in the leather braiding and the leather I got lost so much respect for them guys because it's not just about braiding them leather around a core like it's it's so important the weight and the feel and the stiffness there's so there's a lot to it and rawhide's yeah. so different to normal leather too rawhide rawhide's different to rawhide mate every cow yeah that makes rawhide it'll be different to the next one I remember I, I, can't, I can't remember what I was listening to but they were talking about a fella was actually picking his rawhides while they were alive you bet yeah. yeah yeah and so they and they reckon that the best rawhides come off an old <clears throat> like a jersey or it's one of them old dairy type cows life kind of but, but something that starved to death oh really yeah because there's no fat to bugger that raw hide. Okay. Yeah. And moisture so that, in the hide. Yeah. 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 And no, and uh, so they reckon that's the best raw hide. Yeah, right. Yeah, which I found quite interesting. And I've messed around and made some raw hide and stuff, but off our off our beef cattle. So there's yeah. a lot of fat when you're fleshing the hides and it doesn't, unfortunately, doesn't make quite as good a raw hide as... Okay. Yeah. Could have got a couple starved to death there a few years ago, <laughs> but about 2019, wasn't hard to find some. Yeah. Like, well, so, on a yeah. plus side, we've got yeah, yeah. some great raw hide out of this. Yeah, we can make some great raw hide out of those 10 we've cows. Lost, we've lost thing. about 20 grand out of the mob. Yeah, but we got raw hide. Yeah, hey, we, we got hackles. We got raw hide. <laughs> we got hackles, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah. let's talk about, uh, it's got a lot of chism in your two rain yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, he's uh, he's by RS Chisholm out of a smart little Scotty mare, and he um, I showed him in the bridle today, squeaked through and got him shown, and he's a he's a lot of horse. His name should have been takes a lot of loping. <laughs> um, he's a lot. Oh man, he's the best fence horse I've ever rode. Yep, probably ever likely to. Okay, he's just so fast, uh, and. Uh, like he, he made the the Derby finals last year. Didn't make it this year, right? He's getting so show smart. Like he's had a lot of hard runs. Mm. And um, he going in the rain work this year at the Derby, the dirty bugger, goes through the lead change and kicks out. Oh. And I'm like, that's a major penalty, right? Mm. So way down the list we go and we don't make the Derby finals. And uh, But he marked a 74 down the fence. So I'm grinding my teeth, you know, because he, yeah. he kicked out and cost me making the derby. And that derby's tough. It's the toughest. Yeah. Man, it's tough. Mm. So he, he doesn't make the derby final. So I thought, right, are you cheeky bugger? Well, you know, here it is. Time to step you up and show you in the bridle. So I thought, well, I late-ended him in the two-ring. I just checked that through the office and said, right, is that okay? Yep, no worries. You paid your late fee, which is fine. Paid the late late fee and showed him in the two-ring. And by that time, he was... He had a few hard runs for the week and he was getting a bit of the edge knocked off him. Mm. And I just snuck him through and marked like a 71 or 70 in the rain and then he was another big score to the fence. Yeah, yeah. Won, won the two rain. Yeah. Right? So, which was good. Well, you didn't win the derby anyway. Yeah, later that night. <laughs> yeah. So that was, March was a good month for you here. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. And, and the thing with that, um, it was our first major show back 
in about 12 months because of the COVID deal and all of that and, and our winter, which we'll get into. But um, we come back and, and you know, we showed a Binaway show. Binaway Ag Show have a have a cow horse competition and it's just a great – it's probably one of my favourite spots to go, really, because yeah. a good friend of mine, Mick Rapley, runs it and his family and the cows are great. And that community out there can't do enough to help you. Well, they've got something on this weekend, don't they? Uh, they've got a sharp mudgy. That club's got a sharp mudgy, which right. we'll go which back to we'll Sunday. Anyway. Yep, which we'll, we'll when we get finished up here tomorrow, we'll load up and go there. But um, we we our first show back was Binaway Ag Show, and man, talk about ring rust! Oh mate, rusty! Yeah. Like I've never showed a horse out there. Um, I won the novice and won the open, but just was not content with the performance. Okay, um, but I showed a bunch of horses, so some of them had to be good. I was just lucky. Yeah, and then we come here, and um, you know, it was a it was a very testy week. We had some stuff happen with horse horse getting sick and different stuff, and it, it was really tried our metal, really did. And so, but we come here, and you know, we had a blast here, and we yeah. ended up running uh, me buckskin stud dreams of royalty, um, who is actually one of my hackamore horses. We didn't talk about, but he ran third in the futurity. Um, yeah, he, he, he was pretty good, and then, um, yeah, you know, smooth cooking checks won the won the derby. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, without question, it's the biggest win of my career. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, March was good. It was good. Yeah, it's been a good year, mate. Well, it's been unreal. Well, after March, um, I think that greatest is in April, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you made your way up. Off of a, a great month here and great great show here in March, you made your way up to Dolby for the ARBC, Australia's Greatest Horseman. Yep. You had a few in, um, didn't have much luck in the herd work on your first. You actually you, you walked out of the panel. Oh, I did because that yeah. that um, that my stud horse dreams yeah. of royalty. So that he um, probably had no business being in there. He's a futurity horse. He was he was too green. But I thought if I'm, I'm going to take, I do remember that. that, that I'm going to yeah. take him and look. People say, oh, why would you enter him? It's a thousand bucks to enter. I, I couldn't care less. And that doesn't mean I'm rolling in cash. I'm not. Just a busted ass horse trainer. But I chose to spend the money, give that horse the experience of going through there because he'll go there, whether it's next year or the year after. And he'll win it. And he will win it. Mm. And that might come across as arrogant, but that's what I believe will happen. Now, yeah, he, he had a first good first cow in that competition mm. and just had a he was deep in the herd and and uh, just got run over. And so what? I just thought, well, that's okay. I'm not gonna crucify my horse. Like I don't have to go back in and cut another cow and spur the crap out of him to not have a chance of making the finals anyway. So I just turn around and grin on my face, ah oh, well, shit happens. Where we go, get on the next one. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was so. I announced the the cutting side did. of the greatest for yep. Errol. Yep. And it it um I'd never I hadn't seen it yep. because I haven't I haven't announced any cuttings. Yep. The first major thing I'd really said and proper watched a cutting was here in March. Yep. You know, and I was like, credit. You know, like plenty of people wouldn't have done that. I did the same thing today on my stud in the bridal class. So my stud horse has got nothing to prove. He's won 
this deal. He was serving the bridal class at the finals. Uh, I had a good cow on him today, the first cow. I was in good shape. Went to cut me second cow, didn't cut well and had a back fence. So I turned around and thought, well, if I can just shake that cow up and just see if I can finish on a good note, it's all over. Like, you lose a cow, mm. she's all over. Yeah, you see. I couldn't. You bet. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, I'll go back in here and see if I can finish on a good note. That cow just bounced off the walls and I just stopped and walked out. You know, I was, I'd, I'd already lost plenty of cows mm. on, the, on other horses today. But why sacrifice your horse for that? Yeah. Why sacrifice your horse for anything at all, let alone when you've already lost a cow? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. People say, ah, oh, got no heart, you won't keep going. No, that's not Completely what it opposite. is. It's, it's opposite. It's, it's mm. thinking about tomorrow. I've got, to, I've, got, yeah, I've got to show that horse on Sunday. He leads open horse of the year in the NRCHA. So why would I want to... I still want to chase that. Mm. You know? Yep. Well, that's, so, a, that's a, a total, you know, total average yearly. It's your title. Yep, yep. Most, most you know, money won for the year. This is just a weekend gig mm-hmm. for the for the bridal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the Hackamore or anything like that. It's well, not. It's not his age group event. The. I mean, I want to win the year end in the bridal in in ARCHA without question. Um, and I spoke to you yesterday, and uh, like last year, because I didn't come to this show, I lost the bridal of horse of the year by eight, eight points. points. Mm. All I had to do was come and show at this show, and I'd have won it. Mm. That's okay. So what? Doesn't matter. There'll be another horse show. You know. And that's what that's why you're here this year. Um, that's why I'm here this year. We'll yeah. go and we'll see what happens. It didn't work out today, but so what? We'll go to the next one. Mm. And the next and, one. Yeah. And the next one after that. How, how is he sitting? Uh in the the bridal. In in ARCHA? Yeah. This is the first point accumulating show for the season. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. so back in March at the Futurity of Derby, March that was the finals because right. it was delayed due to COVID and, yeah. and all that rubbish, you know. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, we haven't had a good start, but it doesn't matter. Like come back here at that in August for the maturity, he's got as good a shot as any horse. Mm. You know, at that deal. But yeah. Um but back to that um going to Dolby deal, like um we went to We've been showing pretty hard, like we've been done a lot of shows with a lot of horses. And we um, went to Corindai, run a NRCHA, run a uh, cow show there um, the weekend before. So we did, we? Yeah, and we did well, that on the way. You're as bad as, like, Murray Wilkinson was at Sydney Royal. He was at Sydney, he's worse than me. He is, like, <laughs> he's worse than me, he mate. He he sent a horse up with Dave, well, King George up with Dave to challenge because he wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't be up there for the challenges. Yep. He got there like an hour before his herb work. Oh, I don't rest. even know if it was that long because I, Murray's a and good mate of mine. Yeah, 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 100%. He's a good <laughs> mate of mine and he, he helps me out of the herd everywhere he's yeah. at. He's, he's, well, he's the number one herd guy. He's me because yeah. he knows cows better than anybody I know. Yeah. He's so good. And um, I'm just like, shit, where's Murray? <laughs> I don't know anybody up here, right? So I went and um, oh, this is, we, we're bouncing from place to place in this conversation, but when I got to Dolby, I thought, well, I don't really know many people up here and I can depend on Murray, you know, and Rob Leach is up here and we show with Rob and Rob helps me plenty. Um, and uh, 
think well, you remember you telling me this. Yeah, and, and, but but I went and um, went to see Todd Graham. Mm. Todd Graham pulls in. Uh, Todd and, and Nick Smith working for him, and I went and seen Todd and Nick and said, "Can you help me out the hurt?" Yeah, no, not a problem. Can't do enough for you. Hey, this is this is what I'm just so. This is a whole other subject, but anyway, um, nothing's a problem. Uh, what number are you, Todd says? And I said, number one. He says, you want me to settle herd for you too? Yes, please. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so nothing, but nothing's a problem to them guys. Yeah. They cannot help you enough. And and then I went and uh, introduced myself to Mark Buttsworth, mm. who's a guy that I'd followed from afar forever, forever and ever, and just had so Damn, much. Just so long. Yeah, just an unbelievable hand. Mm. And for a long time, well, for myself, because I'd never really. Once again, dabbled into the, the cowboys industry, but I looked at Budsey as probably one of the Australia's only true cowboys. Yeah. That was back then. Like, oh, yep. my eyes are open a lot more now. But the man drafts, he cuts, he challenges, he cow horses, yep. he team ropes. Team ropes. He and we'll like, beat your ass at a team rope. Oh, I've, I've rode with him a couple yeah. of times. Oh, he has, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, been very lucky to, to ride with him. Yeah. He... He almost dedicates more to his roping mm-hmm. in that moment than eating. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like... Way more. That's oh, way more important. Like so, I, I remember yeah. at the start last year in March, he came and did the great... Uh, sorry, Night of the Horse that we yeah, were with, yeah, yeah. with, with Rooftop Express. Yep. Um, and one of the things that he had to do was rope the white twosie. And he'd oh, already that's done a big it. loop on the Watersi. He already done it. It took a few loops, but it, it, it done it, and it went viral. Yeah. And that because he did doing stylish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. it was he did that at the um, at the sale, the the week of the, of the sale in Tamworth. He went over to Dave's because Dave's only just down the road, and he rode the Watersi there. Yep. And yeah, Jane, I think it might have been Jane videoed or somebody, but it went viral and. He was, Dave was like, I'm going to get Butsy a rope, but not the horse. I was like, sweet, takes the pressure off me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, it was, he he brought the dummy out and he sat it there and we we talked about it, like, for that long. And he's taped these big pieces of poly on the end of his arms <laughs> of the dummy yep. and everything yep. like that. And he dedicated himself to roping that dummy. Yeah, he, he, you can tell... There's I, look. I'll, I'll be just go out and say it. I don't think anybody can do what he can do. He, he's incredible, and you know that's not just rosy eyed hero, hero worship. This is credit where credit's due. And and but for my own, just going up there, bush kid out of New South Wales, didn't know anybody. I just thought, well, now's as good a time as any. I'll just exactly. go introduce myself and love this fella and can't do enough for you. And Mark and Todd. Bar none, the best herd help I've ever had. They, 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 they're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even today, I watched Rob, and he's 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 not yelling, but he's so direct in who he's in. Like, he's he's in the corner yep. talking to who's cutting. Yep. And he's phenomenal. Yep. Yep. And him, him Rob and Murray. Yep. Um... I think, yeah. I think everyone sort of was cussing that Muzz was late this morning. Oh, yeah. I was too. <laughs> well, he didn't do any of the snaffle bit. Yeah, that's it. Because he, he, he worked this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he showed works. me a video. Yeah. And he'd like, 
It was only half a minute. He's like eight pigs, nine pigs this morning. Yeah, no, he's a and real he's worker, mate, unlike the rest of us. Proper. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I, got a, I got here yesterday and I was like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vacation. No, Muzz was, was, was like... I was, yeah, but, but like Dolby, mate, I was looking around, shit, where's Muzz? That's yeah. what I was like this morning. Yeah. He rolls in and he's like, don't cuss me out because I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, well, he's he, unfortunate for him because it was a hell of a feat for him to get there. He didn't make five. Oh. Minutes, he was proper down, and you would be like, it, oh, yeah, it's well, a feat to get there. Hundred percent. And he he travelled. He had to deal with some a lot more than. Yeah, you know, I had a bad day today, but he had a lot more to deal with them. To go from Sydney show fourteen days, I think he was down there. Yep. Um, at Sydney show doing what they do down there and not really been able to prepare his horses the no. way he would like and then go to Dolby. Like, that's a big hike. Well, like, oh. like, I can't imagine he would have been able to, like, sure as shit, there would have been a flag down there. No, no, no flag. That we wouldn't Most have been able to take. Wouldn't have been able to work out. Massive you, big pen, but those, it's But those pavilions out the back, he'd probably get down in the, underneath there where the, you know, where the dressage riders and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've only rode horses down in there once at Equitana and, and um, they're pretty good little pen down in there to at least dry work a horse, yeah. but it's not the same. No. Not when you're going into, well... Not to that deal or this for, deal. For the cow horse, oh, well, my opinion, it's the pinnacle. You know, like, it's it's the number one title. It's Australia's greatest horse. And it's, like, yeah. the, the world's greatest in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's a little different to the world's greatest because we don't have the roping, but no. But if we keep if we keep cruising along, I don't see it won't be. You know, I won't give it a time a time limit. But if if we the more people we get into the three phase competition, then we've got a shot at maybe expanding to the four phase competition in years to come. Mm. That's when I'll enter because that's when you really (laughs) get to kick our ass. I love that, mate. I'll enter. Honestly, if I threw, if I climbed up on the roof and threw a rope at the ground, I would not catch it. Oh, I could hit a miss. Or I'd, or I'd still miss. Couldn't hit a barn door with a handful of rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, that was a that was unreal. What Mars did going up there, and um, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, credit absolutely. Talk about heart, and oh. and I I know he was down because his yeah his horses were better than what they showed at that event. Yeah, and that's you know. Hey, I, I, honestly, I picked just how Mega Cat to final this year. So do I. I, 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 I really said, thought he was going to come in punching. You know, the scary thing about Mega Cat and Murray in general now is he can change leads now. So yeah, we are exactly. all stuffed. Oh, oh mate. Because so, that's the only thing that jibbed him last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, Muzz is hilarious. He's like, Kia, your horses cha- all change leads. And I was like... Um, so I, you know, I lent him some of my DVDs and we had some conversations. And then, and it wasn't me who taught him to change leads. Though he said, I said, "Geez, you're going, ch- going good changing leads." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Nathan Wilson helped me." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he talked me through what Nathan told him. I'm like, "Yeah, well, that makes sense. If that works for you, mate, go for it." And so, cut a long story short, Murray can change leads. We are stuffed. stuffed. No, because he's real good out of the herd, and that big grey bastard can run and stop, and he's a savage down the fence. Yeah, and yeah, look, hey. It just shit happens, and he didn't make the finals. But I tell you what, that's one of the best horses in the country. Oh, he's definitely. I've seen. I was in the snaffle bit for Trudy against that horse, and he was by far the best horse not to make the finals. Mm-hmm. He was just so unlucky; like he missed it by bugger all. Um, and yeah, I remember him as a three-year-old. And that's when I first met Mars. Uh, yeah, just unreal. And um, 
I'm just a massive fan of Anchor Cat. Yeah, massive. I, I, I I'm, on, I'm on one of Murray's horses this weekend. I'm on uh, the King George, the horse yep. he's got in the, in yep. the, the Hackman. Yep. And I, like, so my first cow horse was here at the start of the year, and I was on one of Dave's horses, and he could change leads and stuff, but I, I blew him. Yep. And then it became an issue to me. <laughs> and then I rode one of Dave's horses again at Dolby in the Rookie Challenge. Yep. And was late behind and yep. just yep. once again just accumulated into a bigger problem for me. Yep. And then Dave's still only got a little, little pen at home there. He's at the moment, he's, he's in the process of building a big pen. Yep. But he hates changing leads in his pen because it's just too small. Too small. So. The lead change deal something. So my, uh, oh, geez, we can go down so many rabbit holes in this conversation, <laughs> mate. Like, I, I love teaching horses to change leads because I never, you know, when when growing up as a camp draft kid, I just spur him across and change direction. Well, that doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> Not long term. And uh, so, you know, my uh, mentor in the cow horse, Bob Pecora, had, had trained under Bob Avila. So, okay. and Avila was... All through, the, you know, the 80s and 90s and, and into the 2000s was a man to beat in the reigning and the cowboys in the state. So, uh, and he kind of taught me to change leads and gave me a program of how to teach one to change leads. And I teach him to change leads going up the gravel road now. Okay. Because, and this this is what I do this time of year generally at home because it's, it's so wet and cold. When I ride, it's up the road. It's up the road. Yep. Because it's safe. It's you're not going to slip over on the road. Yeah. And that's how I utilise my time to best advantage is I go teach all them, you know, late late two-year-olds um, to change leads. Mm. Just go up the road. Go straight. Travel straight. Yeah. Well, in, in the open, it can be as simple as a lead change that puts you from first to fifth. So you, you, you the thing about a lead change is, is you will not get massive credit for doing it correctly, but if you do it wrong... Oh yeah, yeah. She's all Sacrif- over. Yeah, sacrificial. She's all over. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah. as I was saying. Like I'm on, I'm on a mega cat. I'm on. Sorry, I'm on King George, which is a mega cat. And he's as I was saying, Dave said to me because I hit two at home there, and he's like, that were probably the first two that you've done, where you just hit them perfect. Like they're not like you just said. They're not. You, you don't get rewarded big on them. Nope. But you're not going to get anything jibbed on it or anything like that, that they, they were clean, they were perfect. Yep. And that helped me so much into, like I don't show you till Sunday. Yep. And that, but that was my big issue because I've got a completely different pattern to, so the, the advanced, so I'm only boxing, I'm not going down the fence this weekend. Yep. But the advanced boxing and the two-handed advanced boxing have um, a small, slow to large, fast change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Large, fast yep. to small, yep. slow change. Yep. But at the start of the year, the advanced boxing and the rookie boxing and all that, it was all the same pattern. It was just large circle. It doesn't specify fast or slow or any pace. It's just uh, yeah. large circle yep. to the right yep. or left, sorry, change, yep. Yep. right, change, down the middle stop, two and a half. Pretty, pretty simple. Very, very simple. Yeah. Which is the same pattern for the rookie boxing. Yeah, good. But it's a good pattern. I looked at the advance and the two-handed advance and I was like, shit, I've got a large, fast, a small, slow change as well as a small, slow, large, fast change. And I was like, it was the changes in my head were starting to 
because they've been such an issue, yep. was starting to get to me. And, and Dave made sure we nailed them out before we left. I left in Tamworth and stuff like that. And you can see why it affected Murray so much with that horse and, and other horses too, I guess, until he did get his program, lead change program in. Because it can, like, it's the same as anything, though. Like, you get a horse that, that won't stop as strong, you get a mm-hmm. horse that won't spin as quick. Yep. You know that in the back of your head. And, but oh, if you, it's, if hard you don't to, just, it's, it's hard not to dwell on it, eh? But it, it, I shouldn't say it's the same because you can go out there and still show that horse. Hmm. But if, if your head's beaten on you about a lead change, yep. there's no two ways of hiding a change nope. or. Smoothing a change yep. through, and if you, <laughs> you got it or you don't. Yeah, you got it or you don't. You know, you got it or you don't, and you better hope that you don't go full circle cross leaded, or you're off bat, and then it's a zero. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's 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 a point every quarter, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and then if you circle. if you do a full circle, you're not on that correct lead. You're off bat, and you're a zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know about the. Yeah. 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 You're you're off bat, and yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what uh, got me so interested in it, but I guess it was because I had absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the, and and Bob just explained it to me, and I was just like, ah, oh, well, that just makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and it doesn't. It's it, people, just like you're saying, people let it affect their brain to where they just almost can't think straight because they're so petrified of the lead change. And all lead change is is a symptom of cause. If you got them broke through the body, they'll change leads. What do you ask them to? Yeah, look, sometimes I've had horses drag leads in the pen. I'm not bloody saying that none of mine drag leads. Shit happens. But for the most part, if you get them broke through that body, head and neck, shoulders, ribs and hips, you can put that body anywhere you want, any time you want, at any speed you want. It's just a symptom of a cause. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Look, it's... Yeah, it, it was a big head screw to me because, yeah. like, even in the pen here, and it's hard when you ride one of Dave's horses too because they're Dave's and you don't want to do anything wrong. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It'd be the same as a client riding one of your personal, not even a client, just you know, me helping you here riding, yeah. riding one of your horses. Yeah. You'd be, it, you're almost petrified to do the wrong thing. Yeah, because yeah, it's not your horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I try to. Like Mick there today, and he done a great job. He always does, you know. He's always dependable, and he's like, he's. I said to him there when we're done, um, thanks for helping me. He's like, oh, is there anything I could have done better? I'm like, nope. Mm. You just nailed it, like always, mate. Yeah. Just nothing's a drama. That'd be oh, good for him to hear. Jesus, it's good. It's so good to have good help, and oh, I and I've had some good help at different times over the years. And, and what I like about Mick is nothing's a drama. Um, if you tell him something's not right, he doesn't get upset. He doesn't go cry. Mm. Uh, he just, yep, no problem. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, it's so refreshing. <laughs> you bought a team here this weekend. Yeah, yeah well, we got a good little team of horses. So team of horses and, and my wife's here helping me too. Like she's yeah. all over the bloody rugging and the watering and the feeding and all the horse care stuff that needs doing that gets overlooked a lot of times. Mm. You know, and that's kind of number one on our list really well that's well, that's what I was referring to actually is your, mm. your team helpers yes you know because yes well shoot you bought two rigs yeah yeah we can't cut <laughs> and then you bought another rig just for hay <laughs> yeah Steve <laughs> um, yeah yeah Steve Ernst brings our hay in because when we take and this is probably so we've got six show horses here and one that come for a 
um, look around. Uh, when we've got that many horses, we can't. I can't cut enough hay for them because we're just in land cruiser and a gooseneck. Yeah. You know, and when, because we're building this bloody shed, I can't afford a, the truck that I need. And um, that's just this kind of where we're at, you know. Some of my customers have got to come and haul their own horses, which is probably the only horse trader in Australia that <laughs> rings the customers and says, hey, you coming to this horse show? Because you're going to have to haul your horse. Yeah. Um, are, they actually, are they even competing? No. Oh, true. No. They don't compete. I just show their horses for them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's Jeff and Vicky Rofe, and they're just awesome. Yeah. Awesome and people. They've got a few in coupling with you? Or just yeah, yeah. Or? They've just had that little Kit Kat sugar girl in with me for a bit. And uh, so I've just um, got a mare back called Chisholm's Izzy, who, the, who they own, who won the ARCHA Hackmore national title a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she was a, she's an RS Chisholm mare out of a hoochie coochie mare daughter. And uh, she was a she's a proper proper horse, eh? Mm. Um, she come here and was unlucky to make the der- uh, not to make the Derby finals in twenty twenty, um, and then she went home and obviously COVID kind of she went home for a spell uh, just over summer and then COVID kind of shut everything down and she's only just come back now. Yeah, and I'm pretty excited to have her back. So they've got the two horses in training with me, but yeah, it's pretty exciting to have Chisholm's Easy back. Well, that's what I was going to go into next, and I, I did this on the old platform where I talk about major winnings. Yeah, and when you sent me through the text, she was the first first thing I got yeah. down here. 2019, yeah. ARCHA Open Hackmore Champion. Yeah. Nailed it with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that mare, her, the funny thing with it, like, I went, uh, so I got a totally, totally different show string than to what I had have now. I had a smooth as a cat mare that was, you know, real good, a uh, good fence mare, and I had her, and I had an old um, Bank Full of Cities Gelden um, that I can probably talk about in depth a little bit later. Um, I had him, and, and Izzy was kind of the green horse on the trailer, so to speak. So she okay. wasn't really ready to go win but she did she just did it she she went to her first show and she's the other two well I won't say stubbed their toe but something didn't go quite right and old Izzy ends up running running the highest place just about everywhere we went that mare just just kept producing the goods and she's just a savage just stepped up yeah just stepped up she's a show horse wasn't very fun to train yeah. I trained her, her, her full sister Chisholm's cherry baby and want to go around and snaffle a bit for charity and um, made the finals there and she was not fun to train at all argumentative yeah. and just um, but just persevered and chipped away at them and didn't didn't get tough on them just just day in day out put them to work give them a job and Izzy just was a show horse. Yeah. I just surprised the heck out of me, you know. And that whole spring, man, she was collecting the checks for him and then come here and won the won the open Ackermore title, which was great. Yeah. Awesome. I, I needed that at that you know, at that point in my career. We all need it, but at that point in my career, you know, I'm knocking on the door, knocking on the door, working real hard and yeah, it was just a good way to finish the season. I mean uh, it was the last run of the of the twenty nineteen season, so yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well then in twenty twenty came back again, ARCHA, open bra spectacular. Look at me duck. Yep. 
Yeah, that was the biggest biggest deal for me now. So we had a bit of a yarn yesterday and today about uh, green shirts. Yes. And this is yeah, the green I, shirt. I, this, I came this, back this, in straight away yep. and I said, I've got to write this down. This is the green shirt like, deal. Green shirt. So, so the green shirt doesn't really work for me like it does with Sean Flaherty and Warren Backhouse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, with yours. Yep. Held together by starch. No, right? no, no, no. The, green, the, 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 the green shirts, it's, it's, a, it's a personal decision for me. And where that come from, so at that deal, so that was the first cow horse maturity back, the first one archer run. Now, I had uh, smooth addiction, smooth cooking checks in the maturity, both made the finals. Um, it's got a lot of cheese and made the derby finals. So, and, and easy was a whisker out of making the derby finals, just had a got a cat cow run under her neck. She just whacked it that hard and it bounced and run under her neck. So, shit happens. But, um, so, good, good stuff. We've got three out of four horses to the, you know, to the Asian event final. So, yeah, we're in good shape. We're in good shape. Yeah. And they were, like, they, they are nice horses. Um, got our ass kicked with, with them, with a couple of them today, but that's, that's all showing. And uh, at that deal, I wanted to win so bad, right? Like, I had uh, taken smooth addiction and run second in the pre-fraternity a month before at Binaway by half a point, mm. and I missed my centre marker in the rainwater. All right, so this is where the head games come in. Right? Mm, 100%. Centre marker's been, a, been something that I've had to really work hard at, and then I'll still mess it up from time to time. But that centre marker deal's cost me so much. And so Smooth Addiction missed the centre marker at Binaway and cost him winning the prefecture. Comes here, I'm like, right, let's go. We'll come here, made the finals. And I and the pressure got me. It got me bad. And um, The pressure you put yourself on. Yes, yeah, 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 100%. Nobody else. Yeah. The owners of these horses are fantastic. Like, yeah. they don't have any... There's no pressure from them. They just love being involved and having nice horses and having fun. What more do you want in a client? You don't want, yeah, 100%. And just back to your full noise. It's the pressure that I apply to myself because I wasn't reaching where I wanted to reach. You know, I'm. Which is going to happen at every. Everybody's point in there, Chris, but like you've been doing this a long time. We'll get get more into that later on. But it's going to happen to a point where you're going to beat on yourself because. You, you, you're a professional. Yep. This is my job. Yeah, mate. I'll, if I'll, I'm not producing the goods, <laughs> like, shit, what am I doing? Yeah, but the, the, the trouble with the, the beat, nobody beats on beats on me harder than me. Man, I've beat the shit out of myself with that stuff so bad, and, yeah. it, and it's been to me detriment. But anyway, back on that deal. So those horses made the finals, and the pressure got me. Yeah. I buckled under the pressure. All three of the aged event finalists lost a cow in the hood. Mm. Now, first phase of the finals. Yep. Yeah. But 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 what? Um, it, it was a negative mindset that I picked up from the draw party. So we go and uh, if for everybody who doesn't know, the finalists go to the office and we you know stand there around there and have a yarn, have a beer, and we all draw our finals draws out of the hat. All right. So they put all the numbers in the hat and we go and pick them one at a time from 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 high high qualified to the finals to the low qualified so one of my horses drew number nine okay that's fine and and 
Smooth Addiction was the last hole into the finals. And what number do you reckon was left in that hat? Last out. Number 10, last out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. One between. None in between. One after the other. Right, so nine and ten. Oh, nine. No, yeah, 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 last and next to last. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in, and, and that started the, oh, shit. Before, um, before anything Before even anything happened. even happened. And this is... You're like, yeah, made the finals. Oh, yeah, over the moon to make the finals. Yeah. And then you might as well punch me in the guts. Yeah. Right. And that's, just, and that, that's the thing, too. Like, before, before you heard, before you patterned, before yep. you fanned. Yep. From the very get-go. From the get-go, from the start. So that was down in your mind. Yeah, sowed the seeds, and the seeds grew quick. They were well fertilised. Yeah. Um, so that next day, I lost a cow on all three of those aged event final horses. Mm. Okay, the herd was uh, swirling around like it was in a washing machine, like they, they'd had a... Proper stir. Yeah, they, were, they'd, they'd had a fair walloping, yeah. you know, and I went in there and tried to... Do me best and got smoked, and the with next the herd, one. With the herd like that and last out, like what? What do you do? You just go and try and do your best, and that's what I did. But I wanted it so bad. I'm like, this is what I've been busting my ass for for so long. You know, make the futurity finals and then go into this. Okay, go do it. Got smoked on the first horse. Go in there. Geez, that wasn't real good. You know, what am I going to do last out now? And I'm like, guys, what's left to cut? And I'll be real honest with you, I don't do that good hunting out of the herd and the cutting after a particular cow. I tend to cut what shapes the nicer cow, what shapes best. That's what works for me. Yeah. And I've heard, shit, I've even heard Roger Wagner say that. You know, I just seen teams tend to, you know, see what cuts shape and that works. And I'm like, you know, that's what works for me. So I might not, you know, mark the 75s out of the herd, but if I can get them shown in advance good um, anyway got smoked both of them horses bugger you know and that ruined my day you know and I've got yeah. a derby horse to show you and he got a good draw he was at number three and I could not get cut to save my life cows were fine horse was fine I was not you know could not get cut to save my life and got run over on him too and the bridle where, uh, well, this is where I, I wore that bloody green shirt, and I said I'm never wearing a bloody green shirt. I'm not superstitious. So you it for yeah, the yeah. So I said I say I'm not superstitious, but I won't wear a green shirt. I'll leave the hat on the bed. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Um, so you, you changed the green. Shirt. Oh my oath, I did. Well, I changed your blue shirt. Oh. So what? What's interesting? So is, that, is that why is Quinton's the QRS color blue? Ah, uh, blue. It's just not green. It's not green. <laughs> Anything but green. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I kind of went away, you know, a bit like I was a Sava, you know, I was kind of a bit mad, a bit down for an hour. Yeah. Took a deep breath. I went back down there and I was talking to Steve Ernst, who's a friend of mine, good friend of mine, and he just said, mate, you know, it's all good. You had a tough morning. You know, he's a really quiet spoken, gentle fella. He said, you know, mate, it's all right. Today's just not your day. And I turned around and said, Yes, it is. I've got two to show you. Yeah. I'm going to go win that bridal class. And, and that, yeah, and I did. But that's hard for me. That's not... Well, back then, well... That, that, that was hard for me yeah, then because... Yeah, that's would have been. Back yeah, then, yeah, because I, I, I didn't have that. That's not, that's not the default. The default is negative. So that was hard for me to just 
grit my teeth and go, mm-hmm. Steve's a close mate. Yeah, I'm going to go win that bridal class. Yeah. And yeah, sure that, that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. So what was he, what's he look at me, Doc? What's look at me, Doc? She's, she's a, she, a, a mare um, owned by Kerry Darby that was side by WR This Cat Smart. Uh, really, really good cut and horse in the States. Tim Smith shown to just, you know, a lot of accolades. And um, out of a mare called See Me Duck, owned by Murray Pullen. So they got a lot of that uh, John Breckelman duck yeah. stuff in there, you know. And, you know, everybody in the horse industry in Australia will know those horses and how cowy they are. Yeah. Like full of cow. And that mare was full of cow. Full of cow. Um, but she, um, the first day of the, of the futurity that year, before. Well, I had me reckon the herd in the finals. Like that mare won the herd work in the bridal. Studdles was second. Uh, and all, all the aged event horses had good works in the in the go-rounds of the futurity. But, yep. Um, yeah, it's an ebb and flow all show. You know, go from the lowest to lows, as far as I was concerned, to go and you know, turn around and win the bridal class. And in that bridal class, that grey horse, Mega Cat. Mm-hmm. Right? There's Mega Cat. Little Ray of Hope was second. Wayne Hinder on Little Ray of Hope, and that bastard won this year, and that's a good horse. Holy moly, that's a good horse. Who's got him? Wayne Hinder. Yeah. And Wayne's judging today. And and that horse, Little Ray of Hope, man. So he judged the cutting? Yeah, Wayne, Wayne's judging all the events this weekend. Okay. That he's, that he's such good hand, and that horse is so good. Mm-hmm. So to be able to compete with that horse, let alone beat him, yeah. was a huge... It's good that they've got a huge confidence. Okay, horse guy judging. Too, That's important. Yeah, don't start me on that, Benny. To be honest, <laughs> like really, you that you, 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 yeah, I I get upset when people are judging cow horses that don't show they cow don't horses. But so. that's another deal. Yeah. Um, but so, if, so yeah, myself because I'm fresh into it. I'm still. So you're, I've been told by a judge, you know, you know, Patton says, ride past your centre market stop. Yep. But I've been told by the judge that they didn't stop on that centre marker. Didn't stop on the centre marker? Yep. Ride to the pattern. That's That's the best advice I can give you. What does the pattern say in black and white? Yeah. Ride to the pattern. Yeah. But on that that little deal, like I said, so so there was Mega Cat was in there, Wayne Hinder was in there with Little Ray Hope, Um, uh, Bandy Chevrolet. Uh, pretty sure he'll raise and spin. Like, there's so many good horses in there. Mm. And horses that had beat my ass plenty of times before. So that, I took a lot of positives out of that. Winning that. Yeah. Yes. And yes. that that would have been another factor. And as you said, the default was a negative. Yep. That would have been a whole other factor itself in going, well, shoot, look, against one, two, three, four, five other... Horses that beat me nine times out of ten. Great horses too. Like, yeah. how am I going to possibly go around them? Yep. You know, that's that's to that's be able to just flick that. Not well at that point, you didn't have that switch, but try to flick a switch and go. I don't care. Yeah, I'll go around them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I did it that particular day, but yeah, that's just what we did, and and won a won a saddle for for Kerry and um and a mare that like. It, that mare had gone to the carton for charities and got shown in the carton and then they decided to do something different with her and it was just really more so than 
my own achievement for that. It was so good to see that mare win something for Carol. Yeah. Because she'd been through the cut and horse deal and, and all of this horse show stuff's expensive and, and cost spent a lot of money on the mare getting her trained and doing this and going and showing and you know, she'd do some good and then the next week you get beat and that happens to all of us. And then to be able to win that for all of us. Yeah, that was the icing on the cake. Yeah. You know, more so than for myself. Mm. Yeah, you know, it did help me my own confidence for sure, but yeah. then obviously COVID wreck twenty one. Yep. And it's it's gone into a completely different queue yeah, now. Totally different. But in twenty twenty two, two reign champion, WKA's got a lot of chism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we, we talked about him a minute ago and yeah, good horse. Yeah. Good horse. Leads leads a open spectacular horse of the year in the NRCHA too, so we're gonna chase that real hard. Yeah. And that's why we're going back to Margie on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Um so following on from like that deal with the from the twenty twenty finals. Right. So that was we ended the season on high, even though I got my ass kicked out of the herd and that that that, that was its own um you know, kind of a dilemma with with confidence and learning to uh, ignore the the head noise so to speak sounds like I should be locked up probably but the, everyone's, think, got yeah, oh, everyone's got a everyone's yeah, got and that's and if you're saying you haven't you're yeah you're like that's why I don't mind talking about it I think there's a stigma attached to it so and I'm just happy to talk about it so we went from that high come started the new season out uh, we go to Tumbarumba took a couple of horses to Tumbarumba, won the cutting, run second in the open. We go to Binaway, uh, won the open, won the novice. So we're pumping. Yeah. We're like, we're roll. come on, you know, come get some. You're in trouble in Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. We come here to the Pot of Golden March and uh, run second in the in the two handed. Uh, won the Hackamore, won the two rain. One was first and second in the broad. Yeah. All right, so we're really rolling. Mm, we're in 21, we're like, come on. So we got a really good start to the year. And that's, that was the peak of the year. That's when it started to turn. turn. Yeah. And um, so we looked at um, going to ARBC. I've been wanting to go up there to see Errol at ARBC for about four years mm. at that point. Something always got on the road. Yeah. And it's a long way. So there's always something that kind of got in the way of going. And um, that year, so we were going to take my stud or spoonful of freckles and look at me duck and probably um, smooth cooking checks and smooth addiction to Australia's great sauce. And it's got a lot of chism. So we were going to take five and we're ready to roll. And it won't stop raining. Mother Nature. Yeah. Gotta love it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's mm. all these imbeciles thinking they can mess with the climate, eh? That <laughs> 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 old Mother Nature would not let up. So I just said to my customers, you know what? If we can't, because, you know, I don't have a shed and it's just wet as buggery. Yeah, be smart about it. Yeah, yeah. I just said, look, it's a long way to go. It's going to cost us a lot of money. And I don't want to go up there and waste your money if I can't prepare how I need to. And produce. Yes. And preparation's big for me. Like, 
And, and, and what's, what's the age old saying? Was it piss poor preparation? Preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah, poor, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prior, prior planning and preparation prevents a piss poor performance. That's yeah. what it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So oh, we chose not to go. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. We'll go to the Hackamore Classic. Well, nah. <laughs> nah, it won't stop raining. You know. It won't stop raining. Move so, through over on those, hey. It'll be yeah, fun, mate. Don't do it. I'll go train horses professionally. Don't, don't, don't do it. In, don't do it in, unless you've got enough uh, behind you to be able to have a shed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's taken a long time, though. It's taken me a long time. Mm. It's taken me a long time because I'm trying to do it on busted ass horse trainers' wages. At least you're not doing a busted ass shearers' wages anymore. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> make a lot more money shearing sheep. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. so we chose to scratch out the Hackamore Classic last year, um, just for the same reason I said to my customers, I'm just not prepared for you guys to spend a thousand bucks on diesel and a thousand yeah. bucks on entries to come up here. Their, their trust. Their yeah, entries. I mean, I just, I just really wanted to do the best I could by them, you know, and I, yeah, look, I show my own horses and I don't want to waste my own money, but I don't want to waste it because, you know, they put a, a lot of trust in me and, and their horses are with me long term and it's expensive and I just say, I just said, you know what, rather than go up there to get our ass kicked, we'll just stay home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was the end of it. That was a, that was a pretty, um, pretty hard thing for me to stomach and, um, I watched a bit of it on the webcast and it was it was hard for me to watch. And this sounds ridiculous. It's just a horse show cue. Why would that upset you? Because I was meant to be there and I had a three hackable horses that were I, I was a proper not threat. just I was meant to be there. That that that's my title. That was mine. That's my saddle, that's my buckle. Oh, that's mine. Mate, yeah, that's it. And I'm just like, and I can't go and get it. I can't go and collect. So that's what that's why twenty twenty was such a big you just come in punching. Yep. Full, yep. Full yeah, yeah, 100%. Because we'd had We're such a good start. Yeah, we'd had Let's such a good it. start. We'd had such a good start. So, um, yeah, we chose not to. And, and you know, I'd had, jeez, half a dozen people, my friends at this horse show queue. Where are you? Mm. Why aren't you here? And that really upset me. Yeah. Sounded like a pussy saying this stuff. But, like, it really got me, got to me bad. And I was, oh, man, it upset me. And that was, that was when I just said, you know what, if I can't, do this I just need a break I, I just if I can't train horses how I want to mm. I, I, I don't want to do it at all well that's what I was going to you've led into that that was yep. one of the things I was going to uh, bring up later but four months ago mm-hmm. there was nearly no QRS 100% she was nearly all over just yeah, it was nearly all walk, over walk because away from the equine industry, yep. and yep. like you said, just go back shearing. Just go back shearing, and that's what I and that's what I did. So I rang my customers and said, "Look, um, there's no horse shows on." I didn't let on to them. Not, I mean, I'm not as honest as I should be, and I'm an honest person. I like to think, but I just said, "Look, there's no horse shows on. It's bloody wet as. We're not getting much done here, but you come get them, get the horses." And I sent. The majority of them home. Yeah, 90, 90, 95% of yeah, the sent, sent most of them home. Yeah. The only ones that didn't go home, I think there was four left, and that come, that was down from 13 to 14. Yeah. There was, about, there was four of them left, and they couldn't get there um, until a certain point to collect them, and then COVID shut everything down. Yeah. So... 
um, those horses were there for the, for the winter time and I just took a deep breath and you know did a bit in the saddle shop and I went shearing I had short sheep for 15 years had the back hole yeah, how stupid it didn't it did, it did, it did, I love it. it did, As I asked that question, did, like, how stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't hold up. So I got chronic back pain anyway, right? So from stems from when I was shearing when I was in my early 20s. So I got some issues there anyway. And what sort of a simple son of a bitch goes back when he's already got problems? <laughs> so, but that's how messed up I was, mate. I was yeah. in bad shape. So I went, I went it, back. It would have been that point where you just like, enough. enough. I just need a break. I just need that change. Yeah, go back to what I know. Yeah, I'll just go back and just do this for a bit. Oh, you know? back into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, pain. Talk oh. about pain. Holy moly! And uh, but that's all good. That don't matter. I'm not afraid of work, and I'm not afraid of pain. But the, the old 37 year old body don't work like it used to when I was 20. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I it couldn't either. No, feel the old <laughs> hamstrings are tight. <laughs> I can't touch the toes. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't. Shit, I, I'm 30, and I still I can't. I've never been able to touch my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, oh, and and that kind of messed with me a bit more because I was just like damn I can't shear like I used to shear you know I can't step straight into these things and shear 200 yeah you know and uh, anyway yeah, I, I did a, I did a few jobs and, and saw out the winner shearing and made a bit of coin so and, you did the season yeah yeah only, only the winner like only we, we shore from like uh, end of July through till September and, and end of September like yeah, not every day yeah, I couldn't handle it every day. Me too, buddy. Saw, but yeah. I've done some just good jobs with yeah, some good blokes. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the. That's one thing I do miss about cheering is working with me mates. Now yeah. my dad is seventy three years old this year. You're gonna tell me he's still shearing? And he's still shearing. Right? What a champ! Because, but what else is he gonna do? He loves it. Not so much the shear of the sheep, but the camaraderie with his mates. Yeah. Gets to have a yarn and a bullshit, and anybody who knows him knows he don't mind doing that. Yeah. So, and, and I enjoyed it too, you know. I enjoyed the going and having a yarn, and, and it was good. It was just a refreshing break, you know. I'm in, I'm in the 17th year of training horses, so it didn't, it didn't hurt me. It didn't hurt me to just go away and, um, you know, do something different for a while. And... So, that's a bit, oh, sorry to interrupt, but that's what you were saying there yesterday, whether it was COVID yeah. or whether it was something else, but there, there was there was that, that tag, there was, there was still that string there holding you, mm. holding them horses there. So what happened, yeah, yeah, so that, it wasn't COVID, mate. It was, it was put there by the Almighty. For me, that's yeah. That's, I got, I got yeah, a pretty that's what I got, so so I got you're, a, you're you're a, you're a strong believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that a pretty. Was, um, that was your. You had faith that 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 was the. This is still your calling. And not at the time, but now I can look at it and go, well, there's a fair reason that those horses just happened to be stuck there for the winter time, and I couldn't just send them home and say goodbye mm. to it all, you know. Um, Shoot, I'm glad they didn't because, well, oh, one, I never would have met you too. Yeah. We, we'd never be sitting down doing this. We, we'd be sitting down having the arm. But you no, know. I'm glad too, in hindsight. But at, at the time, I couldn't see it, you know, because my head was shoved too far up my own ass. Yeah. Um, there's no fault. Well, I, can, I shouldn't say there's no fault of your own, but it's, you, you can't. It is your fault, but it's. 
it's something you can't deal with at the time because Couldn't your head you can think other things but your head will always change oh, like you so your, you, you de- your default settings will always override everything else yeah you know so um we anyway, we went and done that and you know obviously we never horse showed till march but how do you go from being an absolute wreck and wanting to give it away to come back how do you that, go? tell me that's it's not it's not a quick fix it's not a simple flick of the fingers but it's just about that just that gravel in your guts um never quit keep on going but you didn't have that for a long time though like i had the i had the the gravel's always been there you know what i mean it's the the tenacity and the mongrel whatever word whatever you want to call it yeah it's always been there but i I just um what made me go sheer for instance was that i just just couldn't stand the pressure no more i'm just i just gotta need it out yeah you know so so i've had that but i didn't really know how to channel it properly okay um so I'm not a quitter. I've never been somebody that, oh, it's too hard, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's not my makeup. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, I went cheering out of, out of high school and uh, the only reason I stopped cheering is because I wanted to be a horse trainer. Like, that's... Sh- show us your age again. What year was, was out of high school? Uh, so my last year of high school was like 2000. Oof. 2000 and I left you know I left uh, I left school and uh, just went rouse about and with dad you know yeah went rouse about and then learned to shear and what year did you leave yeah uh, 2000 was my last year like, so, so, so part way part way to, through 2000 no but he's in like grade sorry 11 grade 11 yeah. yep so, so you, part you way you push through you part way so I went to St. Stanislaus College in Bathurst and I uh, okay this is another subject that oh, I got I'll talk about is I got bullied terribly. I, yeah, I did myself as well. Shocking. Yeah, there was a reason why I left school. <laughs> I left when I was mate, 15. Mate, the crap that I had to deal with, and I still, to be honest, cannot look them guys in the face now. Oh, I could now. I'd be like, whatever, mate, you got nothing. But forever, well, I haven't seen some of them since then, and, and I don't forget what them bastards did, eh? Mm. And um, so I got bullied terribly there. And I left there and thought well I'll do a year I'll, I'll go to year 11 and 12 at Oberon High and just you know, have a, you know get away have a break do something different go somewhere different and I got you know through half the year there and it was totally different totally different school girls there's girls at school <laughs> you know and um, but I got through it and it just wasn't for me you know? it just wasn't what I wanted to do yeah yeah wasn't what I wanted to do so I left and went bloody rouse about and then cheer and hey yep yep Yep. Now we do that for. Uh, so sure, sure for a living from yeah end of 2000, 2001 right through to when I first went to the states in 05. Um, and then you know I done a, another season in 06 when I come back from the first thing in the states. Mm. Yep. Yep. And what what did you go to the states for? Because I wanted to be a horse trainer. Okay, so that yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to be a horse trainer and it's it's funny how it works out. I mean I got into to building saddles and stuff because I thought, well, I'm not good enough at training horses to make a living doing that. Maybe I'll learn to make saddles. Well, it's 
turned around and I'm like the most majority of me living out of training horses. But so I went to the States in I said August 05. Um, and how that come about, and I always give the credit or the blame to Tom Sheehan. And he's a fella I've known all my life from Tom and Kate from down there at Jugion, New South Wales, the near Gundy guy. And their son, Spud Chan, he's a friend of mine. He's a, a million dollar rider in the cut in the States. Very, very successful. Yep. Just going to work for Teton Ridge. And um, so Tom teed, you know, teed up for Spud to get me a job over there. And Spud got me a job over there working on a ranch, starting colts. Well, man, that was education. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's how I kind of went over there and did a did a stint over there, and then I went, um, yeah, met my main mentor, Bob Pecora. Um Met him and in the first, you know, tour over there, and then we come back here and I went shearing again, and then shit, we were uh, sitting in the house late one night, got a phone call from him and said, hey, you want to come? I'm, I'm back in Montana. You want to come? over and work for me in Montana so we did that for you yep yeah that would have been hard too though from, from going over there and being like this is the life this is life I want to live mm. I'm over here I'm training I'm working for some great people yep to then come home and be at Rassabat again and Sharon so would have been a hard pill to swallow to look at big picture wise you know what was the hard pill to swallow for me and this is how I had it backwards so instead of just being grateful and appreciating the experience I was getting over there. So, me and the other young bloke that was working on the place ranch in Arkansas, Drew Lockwood was his name, and he uh, he went on to work for the One Arm Bandit and some of their comedy stuff. And um, but he uh, and I would go out and we you know working on the ranch and we were fixing fence one day and this is how. I had it completely backwards and just a sport rotten snot nosed kid. Um, I'm like, ah, I didn't come 10,000 miles to go fix fence. You know, we had, well, shit, it's a ranch. Fences need fixing. Shit happens. Mm. You know, you don't just get to get on ride horses all day long. I've since learned all these, <laughs> all these things since running my own deal. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I should have. I really looked at that as just a great experience. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, jeez, Louise, I'm, you know, I went from shearing 200 plus sheep a day, and at that point it was $2 head, half what it is now. You know, I'm making four or $500 a day, and I'm coming over here to get 1500 a month. You're joking. Yeah. Right? So I had it all backwards, eh? All backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was a harder pill for me to swallow, and because I was so immature and naive, um, you know, I didn't reach my potential over there at all. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Learned lots, learned lots, but yeah, didn't really reach my potential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where it sort of comes in too. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm new to this uh, this industry and stuff like that, so. And I mean, shoot, once again, with Brady, your horses, like, so, some people know a lot about the breeding wise and some people don't like if that if that horse runs fast his father's father was one of the top dog and horses I want to breed to him yep stuff like that but I'm trying to wrap my head around breedings and I love that it, uh, I can sit here and you'll be like oh yeah it's an old duck horse it's Breckman blah, yeah, blah, yeah. back in the day all this yeah. sort of stuff 
we've 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 gone through a lot of them, but um, I can't quite remember which one we touched base. But Chisholm's easy. We went we went through her breedings. Yep, um, we did. Look at me, Duck. We went through her breedings. Yep. WK's got a lot of Chisholm. Mm-hmm. We went through his, didn't we? Yep, we did. A couple yep. of times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about it. Smooth cook and checks. Yeah, smooth cook and checks. We, we, uh, he's a kid. He's, he's funny. You bred him, obviously. Cause I, I bred her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, smooth cook and checks. Yeah, yeah. So the story with her, her sire, who I said was a full brother to Smooth Addiction, yeah. he, his name was Sorta Smooth, and he was a he was a stud cult that uh, Kirk and Tracy Nicholson owned, Clay Bar Proprietary Limited, and they sent him to me as a two-year-old to start because that's what I was doing at the time. You know, I was breaking in. Yeah, and I had that horse. This was this was probably uh, something that shifted my mentality a bit. Is they weren't wanting to send me a horse for four weeks to get broke in. They sent him to me for six months. So he was a dirty broke son of a gun. Like yeah. he, he, you know, I rode that bus all over creation. You know, started him on a cow, worked him on a cow, and then he went to Scott Campbell to be trained as a cutting horse and. He was a very, very good cardinal. I think he was third in the maturity and or equal second. Anyway, he was pretty high up there in the finals and, yeah, very good horse. And uh, Dave Thorne's got him drafting these days after his age event cutting career is over. But, so that mare was by sort of smooth. Um, out of a bank full of CDs, mare. Um, and, and because that sort of smooth had had success in the cutting pen, Kirk and Tracy said, you know what, you were a big part of that. Geez, I appreciated that too. They said, you're a big part of that. You started him, and he had such a good start and foundation that, you know what, um, you can breed some mares to him for now. So I did. I bred, I bred Chisholm's Izzy's um, sister, Chisholm's Cherry Baby, and BFP, my sister, Banks. Well, Cherry Baby never went in foal, but um, the CD mare did, and, and uh, cooking checks, or Ginger, as we call her, she is the, you know, product of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so she, yeah, she's become quite a big picture and mm. a big, big part. Yeah, huge part of what yeah. we've done. And then, like I said earlier, that's why I was kind of filthy with today was because I let that man down because she won the Derby and she mm. had as good a shot as any horse in that competition today, and I let her down. Uh, so I'm kind of filthy at myself for that. But that's all right. It'll be another horse show. Yeah. You know, she's got the maturity in August. You know, there's heaps more stuff for her to go to, and she's such a good man. Yeah. Such a good man. And, you know, people ask me, what's the most important, you know, thing for, you know, uh, attribute in a horse? And what's the ideal cow horse and the breeding and all that shit? None of that shit matters to me. What matters is their heart. I don't care how they're bred what they look like it's their heart it's their guts and that mare has it in spades yeah. she just won't quit she's just so tough not tough to train but just will not quit on you she'll just dig and dig and dig and give you and just keep giving and um, yeah that's the most yeah most important thing for me and that that mare she's um, she's been good yeah she's been so good no that's awesome yeah, and, and she's got and where I went going with that little sidetrack is she's kind of a little square wheel type of a little mare, you know, and probably has no business being a good cow horse, but gee, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, WK Spoonful of Freckles. So that's that's we, my, that's my run. That's yeah. 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 Yeah, he's So we, we, we didn't get into that before. We were talking about the RB. So you finals are the greatest on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is, this is the trouble with these 
uh, deals, mate. There's so much it's to talk about. Ahead, but exactly. yeah, with yep. the spider web, we go here, then we go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, Tango is, is his barn name. Yeah, Spoonful of Freckles. He was bred by Wilbur and Cass Thornbury. Um, uh, oh, well, on his papers it says Tony Sofra, uh, but we bought him from, from Wilbur and Kaz. And, and oh, geez, another little offshoot. Uh, the reason I got a shot at him was because I'd had a uh, uh, intracatalina gelding cut his leg real bad and I had to put him down and Wilbur was there doing teeth and he said, yeah, well, shit, I've got this Chisholm cult there. You know, do you want him? And I'm like, yeah, we'll come have a look at him. And as soon as I see him, there was just something about him and I was just like, yep, yeah. I'm having that horse. I don't care what he costs. You know, I took back my wife with him and, and she's just like, damn, that's a nice horse. So we bought him. And um, we just trained him, and it's uh, it took a fair while to, to for that horse to get uh, get the success he deserves. He had, a, you know, he's had more success as a bridle horse than he ever had as a two-handed as a snaffle bit horse. So, but yeah, he's an RS Chisholm over Doc Spinifex mare, and yeah, he's been our pride and joy for a few years now. Beautiful, beautiful horse. Yeah, yeah, so he, he's your your number one stud. Yeah, he's, a, he's our older stud horse. Yeah, so yeah. And we've got um, one. shoot, let, like pump him. Like, what's what's a fee? What like? Come oh, on, you know what? I've That's... never really bred him to the public. Really? Yeah, no, okay. no I haven't. No, I offended some people when I said no. I, but here's no, the deal. Note to self, don't ask for a favour. <laughs> oh, no. You, yeah. no I've, remember remember the podcast you came on 10 years ago? Yeah, no, like, I've, um, <laughs> I've, since, I've, since bred, I've, I've since bred a couple of mares for some good friends of mine, so you got yeah. no drama there. But the reason being is, yeah, you can have a start and you think you're going to make a million dollars with service fees and different stuff, and then they breed. You've got to be so selective about the mothers. The most important thing is the mother. See, that's, yeah, like, so, not to go off topic or anything like that, I was talking to Cap O'Ryan yeah. about Tango. Yeah. Tango and They're Hollywood. Tango, yeah. Tango and Hollywood, yeah. And she's, she's like, like, I haven't opened him out. Exactly. And then she's like, you get, you get a real good man. And think about talk it. Talk to me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beg think me. Get on your knees. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is. Like, yeah. if you don't, the reason I didn't. And I've often thought, oh, geez, the money would be handy if we bred half a dozen mares to him at a thousand bucks each. But I've kept it shut down and just because um, it's such a make or break your deal. You breed a mare that just, it, it, it could be bred great, but it might not cross on him mm. on that particular start. And that happens across the board. And that's the end of him. You know, so I've kept the, the door shut. And like I said, there was a guy from down home. He's got a heap of mares, and he just wanted to breed a bunch of mares to him. I'm like, no, I'm not breeding your mares. And he got got the shits because, because oh, what do you think, you're too good? No, it's not that I think I'm too good. I just want to be very selective about what I breed him to. Yeah. You know, so I've just kept him for ourselves, and he's so easy going. Like it's, he's like almost like a gelding. Yeah. You know, and um, we just breed him to a handful of our own mares, and we've got one, two, three, only half a dozen progeny by him on the ground. It's not yeah. a huge deal for us, breed. We just, yeah, he wouldn't have, um, he wouldn't have kept his nuts if he wasn't easy to be around. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's not. Yeah. That's kind of how that. If they can't be, yeah, you know, good to be around and well, you, and you've got what three staying into you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got, we got, we got him. Yeah, uh, spoonful of freckles. We got 
SCA streams of royalty. And um, was that he was he was last on my list to go through. Yeah, uh, and then smooth addictions are the other stuff. Smooth well, was yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yep. So are they yours or are they outside? So, so no. So uh, dreams of royalty is mine. Yeah. Smooth addiction belongs to Sean and Natalie Deepatista. Okay. Yeah, and and smooth smooth cooking checks the mayor, we sold her to them as well. Okay. We sold her back in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was next. So, yeah, Smooth Addiction was next on my list. Yep. So, yeah, he's a like said, smooth cat out of Roosters all down, full brother to Sort of Smooth. And um, he, he uh, because I was, uh, you know, had so much to do with Kirk and Tracy Nicholson who bred them, those horses, I said to, to Sean, who tested, um, man, if you want to get into this horse game, you know, talk to Kirk and Tracy. Like, they've got some serious horsepower. And um, they... Ha, had that little cult just halter broke and, and had him in a yard um, next to my cutting pen and we were working cows and that little bastard was working the cows just as a like a weanling like a little bitty baby horse going back and forth up and down the fence yeah. working the cow when the cow'd go past and we were pricking our ears and sh- yeah, Sean bought him because <laughs> because of that you know yeah yeah, but yeah he's been a, he's been a cool little horse yeah, yeah. real cool little horse yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, SCH, Dreams Royalty. Yeah, Bucky. Pretty, yeah. pretty Bucky. Pretty boy. I've never had a horse draw so much attention in my career. Okay. Never. Never. Um, it, it, it doesn't hurt that he's very broke. pretty. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, he's broke, but he's just pretty, pretty yeah. to look at. And I've never. I, I'm just still trying to get my head around it. Even today, um, how'd you go on the buckskin? How'd you get on the buck skin? Mm. What did what Bucky do? Is what, he about, open? what about the other five? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. run a wreck on them, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't care. Like, yeah. like yeah. ask me about the others. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, nah. He's not like, the only horse I have. Yeah, that's how it feels. He's not the only horse I own. Yeah, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. Yeah. That's a good thing when you're trying to, when you've got a young start on well, that's it too. It's like, a good is thing. His, are his books open? No. Once again? No. Yep. No. Not yet. Yeah. We'll think about what we do there. Right. Yeah, well, I'm just going to breed him to, to for some fu- of my own For future, if he does open, what is what What's it going to cost? No, like, what's his lines? So he's by one-time royalty, who's a 2010 NCHA Futurity Champion, shown by Lloyd Cox, and this is in Fort Worth in the States, out of a, out of a uh, sophisticated cat mare called LDC, Sweet Dream. So he, he's got enough of that that uh, purple yeah, yeah yeah he's bred, bred pretty darn good and I'm just yeah how I come to get him another one of these little old funny stories that accuse <laughs> funny stories but well, that's a home of the show so oh, hey, shit. episode number yeah 2000 yeah, or it's whatever 2012 <laughs> um, so a friend of mine and customer Steve Eisod sends me a message one day and says what do you think of this stuttles look at the message I'm like yeah that's a nice horse Steve like you send me pictures that Ken Anderson had took. I'm like, that's a nice horse. He's like, well, I'm thinking about buying him. I'm like, man, yeah. If the price is right, mate, that's a nice horse. So Dawn O'Reilly bred Dreams of Royalty, SCH, which is Sunrise Cutting Horses. I'll give Dawn a plug. That's what the, <laughs> that's what the prefix SCH Well, they are for. a sponsor. They're, they're quite a heavy-handed sponsor. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I got, yeah, that's, that's, she deserves it. Uh, so 
long story short, Steve bought him and unfortunately Steve got sick and and had to move the horse on. Yeah. Um, and this is another kind of one of those meant to be fate. God had his hand in it for me because there's lots. He, he was only up there at Dawn's at Namingo, like right out of Tamworth. Mm. And there's lots of people want like lots of interest in him. And I don't know whether they just. Well, I have no idea. I can't get my head around how he didn't get sold before I went to look at him. But we went. I took horses up to Landmark Nutrient uh, for Paul and Kim Carlin, some two-year-olds, put them through the ring. And um, Steve calls me and says, um, Bucky's just out of Dawn's. Why don't you go have a look at him? So I went and had a look at him, and that was the end of that. As soon as I seen him, he was coming home with me. There wasn't no ifs, buts, and maybes. He hadn't been rode for six months. I just saddled him up and jumped on, took him up the paddock at Dawn's, and it's like, yep, this horse will do me. Yeah. You know, but he, and, and he had, uh, so I got him in February 21, so last year. And so you haven't that long. No, no, this is what's cool. I mean, well, that, that's when you started owning him. Yeah, yeah, owning him. Yeah, he'd he, 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 yeah, been broke in. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And um, so I got him in February and, um, you know, he had that whole winter off where I kind of went shearing and... Um, uh, you know, uh, he come back, got back on him in about October. Yeah. And just kept chipping away at him. And I've never had a horse so intelligent. I'm a, someone that's so smart. He's a cow. He's cow. He's all get out. But he's just intelligent. Like, you don't have to show him day in, day out. You're just like, this is what I need you to do, mate. And he's like, mm-hmm. Hold yeah. my beer. I got this. So he went to the Cowboys Futurity in March and run third with nowhere near the training that probably should Has have. Him. Yeah. Yeah, should have took to get him to that level. Yeah. Yeah. But you got him through anyway, though. Got him through there and, and got him shown today. He, he was good today, so hopefully I can yeah, keep him in the running tomorrow, eh? Yeah. yeah I'm going to get him shown tomorrow and, and, you know, see if we can do some damage. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, once yeah. reflecting back on on this weekend, so her work was today. Yep. And there's that. So there's pattern tomorrow and down the fence tomorrow as well. Yep. Yeah. So two phases tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a decent okay. show day. Yep. Big day. It'll yep. be a big day. Yep. 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 What um. Because watching watching you on that her work was quite impressive and how your your horses are reading your feet and stuff like that. What's your strongest phase, would you say? Um, varies, you know. Depend. There's the whole deal, what makes the rank hours so intriguing, is there's so many things we've got to work on. One minute, your cutting will be outstanding and your raining will suck. And you'll go home and you'll work on the raining so hard and the next time you'll come back and your best scores will be in the raining. Yeah. Your herd work will suck. So that's going to happen to me today. Not that I've done the raining yet. My remaining might suck tomorrow. <laughs> but, but, but that's kind of how it goes. That's ebb and flow of the rain. I want to nail hours. those lead changes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's the ebb and flow of the, the rain cow horse. Uh, I, I, you know, once upon a time, 
I'd have said my rain work was, I was stronger in the rain work, but I don't have a raining background. Like, I can't rain like them guys. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm an RHA professional and we're going to go show in the raining. But uh, that was, you know, I could get them to turn around and they could stop a bit and they change leads. Um, but now I've probably, my strongest phase is probably, probably down the fence, probably the fence work. You know, okay. Yeah, particularly when I'm mounted on, it's got a lot of chism, and, and even, even um, you know, spoonful freckles has been good for me. Yeah, he was like a seventy-four and a half down the fence at Binaway the other day to, to win the Open. So that's kind of yeah, but it varies. Honestly, it varies at every show you go to. It, you just got to try and be as consistent as you can across all three phases. And like I said, I can't rain like them guys rain. I can't cut like Todd Graham. I don't think many people can, but I can't cut like them guys that go to the MCHA and cut. No. But I try to do enough of each to come play this, you know. And that's what I love, do love about the Cowboys, is you've got to just show in every, all three phases. You've got to show in all three phases. and you can't, you can't go out there and just blow a 74 in the herd and then come on a 60... Yeah, and you're not going to be competitive. You know? No. You can't come mark 60 in the rain. and if Even if, even if you are a 74 out of the herd. You're going to do shit for if you. If your horse can't turn around in front, can't can't step in front, the turnarounds can't change leads, she's all over. Exactly. You know, you might have a 75 down the fence, but if you're a 60 in the rain, you're still not going to win. That's so right. So what's, what's kind of worked for me is trying to be consistent as I can across all three. So we're getting to a point where, yeah, like I said, we're going to go and show in the rain and, and when I get a chance, I'll probably go back and cut after today I need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question I was going to ask before. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, in, in my mind, we're going to get those three events as good as each event can be yeah. on that horse, you know, rather than just scraping through and trying to be consistent. I want all, all three of those events to be excellent. You can't just, yeah. you can't come out and throw a jab, jab, and then a knockout. You know, like, you, well, I mean, like the knockout's not the word, a jab, jab, and then a massive right hook, and expect a knockout. You know, like, you got you got to come in punching in all three mm-hmm. to place. And it's, I, I'm not sure... I don't, I don't mean to, to be talk about old school or stuff like that because, like I said, it wasn't... Uh, shoot, I'm new into this. But I can imagine back in the day, like, if a cutter would have scraped their way through a raining, through a pattern, and then had an OK fence work and won it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the especially, like... And, it, and it, it's fantastic that the Australian care horse is pushing to where it's similar to the American cow horse where if you're not heavy hitting in all three, mm. you ain't shit. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're there's a there's a world of difference between us and them too, oh, don't we? Like it's yeah. a different world over there. Yeah. They've just got so many good guys and so many good horses, right? But, you know, that's who that's the guys I look at and want to emulate. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can, but I'm looking at them going, hmm. I love the way Clay Bowman's horses cut. I love the way Corey Cushing's horses rain. Mm. And, you know, watching... Uh, How cool you know, is Hot Rod, though? 
Oh, he's, like, he's one of my favourite horses. He's, yeah, yeah, I'm I think like, we were watching the, the greatest there of days. We were, we were there at the house. We plugged my phone into the TV and we're watching it before we went down to the sale. Yeah. And that, and Dave's was like, oh, he gives me, like, he's almost got a yeah. hard on for yeah. Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah, and watching him, like, leading in, like, I hadn't seen Hot Rod before. Oh, you hadn't seen him? I hadn't seen yeah, him. Yeah, he's a cool horse. Well, like I said, like, I shoot, I hadn't done seen any of our horse until yep. March yep. here yep. and that was in February yep so that's a world class athlete you know? right there you know there's just they don't come along very often yeah yeah that's a, an exceptional horse so I look at all them guys and I like to watch and you know whether it's Chris Dawson or Justin Wright or them guys go down the fence like you know all them guys can do everything yeah you know they're just great horsemen you know well, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Chris so um, yeah Honey Lee Buggers. Deacon, funny buggers, yeah. Lee Deacon yeah. is a he's a really good mate of mine. My brother was Lee's best man at Lee's wedding, uh-huh. and that so I've I've spent quite a lot of time with Lee before he went over. Oh, that's a good hand right there and stuff. And yeah, I he's am, a good I'm hand. A big big fan. Shit, of Lee. He's a good hand. Yeah, absolutely. I am, and, and, I, and I don't I don't know him. I yeah. know I know his dad, but I don't know Lee. Uh, Facebook friends. <laughs> you know, when I was on Facebook. Used to be. Used, used to be on Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and man, I watch him on the webcast and I'm like, man, that's a good hand, that guy, holy shit. Even, you know, like, with it getting off topic, this is your, your thing, but, like, Lee's turned into one of the top ju- like, on his way to being one of the top judges. Yep. In the Cowboys. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah. that's a whole that's other a story. That's yes. You know, but I, I, I still remember back, like, I was day contract mustering out of central Queensland, and this is when Lee was Lee was at uh, Grace Me, and he had me on this horse. I can't, I no clue what the horse's name was. It was little, pretty sure it was little buckskin, like real light buckskin mare, and he's he's got me to spin this mare, and I couldn't spin off, and I I just she kept like pushing it out and dropping it, everything like that, and I was like, oh no, it's me. He's like, no, man, if I can't. Train. If I haven't got that horse broke enough that even you can get on and spin it, yep. I'm doing something wrong. Yep. You know. Yep. And I was like, shit, man. Like that's for him to be on himself because I can't spin that horse. Yes. Yep. I was like, that, yep. that's cool. Back then and then and like looking back now and so what I know and like I remember what it was really cool and I didn't send the video. I didn't show the video because it wasn't a great run. But I placed up here in the rookie boxing first cow horse and I got sick I got reserve in the advanced boxing I was stoked absolutely awesome didn't think I was going to get it like just came down to show just because Dave gave me the opportunity yep and that and then um, I put a couple of photos I think or even my profile picture or something that Ken took yeah and oh, straight away Lee's messaged me and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god this is awesome yeah, god, this, yeah, you know yeah, like exactly. Lee's yeah. just let's yeah. it's, it's almost like it's the equivalent of Chris Dawson messaging me, even though yeah. he's a really good mate of mine. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. You know, but, but it was still see, the fact that he's messaged me now about the Cowboys is mm-hmm. like, oh, it's pretty, yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Gives you confidence. Yeah. Man. Gives you confidence. And he's the, he's, geez, he's one of our rabbit holes. Yeah. Here, okay, here's something that I've really, only in the last couple of weeks, really thought a lot about. The very, very best guys in the world cannot do enough to help you. Yeah, the ones that bring you down are the under are the people that never achieve a whole lot. Yeah, from close, close to home. Yeah, you know, and that's what I meant about earlier when I mentioned asking Todd Graham and Mark Busby exactly. to help me up there, and they're just like, yeah, absolutely, no problem. 
right? You know, and I called a, a friend of mine in the States the other day and I just said, hey, um, just pick his brain about training horses and, and ask some questions and, and he's just like, mate, jump on a plane, come on. And I'm like, fair dinkum. He's like, yeah, you can come stay at my place. He said, and, uh, you know, Dawson's a good mate of mine. He said, I'll tee it up and you can go and ride with Dawson or yeah. Todd Bergen or Corey Cushing or Justin or whoever. And that's, yeah. And, and I'm just like, are you, you serious? Over that op- yeah. The opportunities over there are just... Ah, oh, it's next level. And that's next sort of, level. like, I've, I've said numerous times, like, if I was rich, no debt, and had money in the account where I could just go over, like Lee did, mm. to Chris's, yeah. and just go over there and work for free and not have anything, any stresses of, oh, shit, I'm not making this much now. Yep. I've got to cover these payments. Yeah. All that sort of thing. I'd call Lee and I'd be like, man... It, I'm booking a flight tonight yeah, if you say well, I can come. Yep. And Lee, Lee's the kind of guy that, I mean, it wouldn't just be me because we're so close. Like, I can't say we're, we're not we're close anymore, obviously, because it's been, well, who knows how many years, but he's still that that kind of mate that I can just call up or send a message on Facebook and Low go. Low maintenance, mate. Same, well, same, as the, same as the phone call I made that exactly. last week, right? Yeah. When, when I was living in Montana, I'd make the call or vice versa you call me every week yeah and you just kind of come back here and you know go through the motions of everyday mm. life and whatnot, and you don't but it's just like well, I hadn't I'd spoke to him last week and he's like yeah they can't do enough for you yeah you know and I just I'm just so thankful for it but I'm just amazed you know it just makes you it, it kind of keeps you on the level so to speak you're just like you know what these guys are just who we kind of look up to, don't worship them, but look up to them as, as horsemen and what they have accomplished and oh, 100%. Yeah. aspire to kind of achieve things like they do and they just can't do enough to help you. You mm. know, I just think it's fantastic. And and probably why that has an effect on me is I worked um, under a particular horse trainer when I come back to Australia and I was only telling someone about, him, about it today uh, and on the information that wasn't passed on was really frustrating. And I said to this particular fellow one day, I said, have you got, and I was riding his horses, mm. working under him, like, have you got, you know, 10 minutes to just have a talk to me about how to teach one to change leads? And his response was, no, not really. Okay, so from that day forth, I thought, if I ever figure this shit out, I'm going to help whoever I can help as much as I possibly can because yeah. there's no way I'm going to be like that, you know, and not have the time for other people. And yeah, we, all, we all get busy, but oh, I thought, I just said, no way am I ever... If there's anybody ever works for me, I'll tell them as much, even if it's wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry to you guys that have, I've sent up the garden path, but I will try to my damnedest to help you. Yeah. 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 Well, one that goes into, I want to bring up now, clinics. Mm-hmm. You know, like keeping inside the, the cow horse industry, the cutting industry. Who knows how... But you managed to find the time to put clinics on and run clinics and be a clinician. So not not for a while. I haven't for a while, and that's just exactly because I haven't had the time. Yeah. 
And let's just face it, um, people will burn you out. Oh, 100%. I've just got, no, yeah, I'm not afraid to dance around it. Um, you, I run, so when I, I left K Ranch Arena, so 2017, the year after I left K Ranch, um, we run, oh shit, a bunch, a bunch of clinics, eh? Hey? And too many clinics. And not just running three or four for the year, we run a lot yep. and I just got absolutely fried because there'd be you know just so there's 10 people at a clinic there'll be you know six or seven people you can really spend some time with and help there'll be one person there trying to tell you what to do and there'll be two that you've got no chance of helping yeah and unfor- and, and, and nothing against them people like I said a minute ago I want to help as I'd love to help as many people as I can but there's always be those couple of people at that clinic that are, ro- are riding some stud horse that needs to be gilded and absolutely has no manners so you kind of got to knock the shit out of him and pull him into line in front of everybody which is its own can of worms and well that's the, yeah. not to go away but I'm, I listened to the, the gauge with yeah. Clint Anderson yep. Yep. and he was just like yeah, it's 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 so hard to then be labelled as that kind of guy that that's hard on them horses and stuff like that. Yeah. But he goes, like the horses that would come to me mm-hmm. are something that ten other trainers haven't that been able to fix, and I'm supposed to fix yeah, that fix horse it. in yeah. half an hour to yeah, an hour. And, and he made a he made a living doing that because he could fix them. Yeah, you know. So there's there's no point in. You know, taking a horse to someone and being like, "Oh no, you can't do that." Yeah. Well, shit. What am I supposed to do with him? Like, you, you, you brought him to me. Mm-hmm. You want my help or not? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. yep. Like. Yeah, but so you didn't but bring so, a fucking unicorn to cut the horn off. Of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you brought me this horse yeah. to fix. Yep. You yep. want him fixed? Yep. Like, I will do what I can to get that job done. Yep. The way that I know how to get this job done. Yep. Yeah, so 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 with all of that, the baggage that goes with that stuff, like I'm going to start here shortly doing the odd clinic again, but they're going to be cow horse related clinics, and you know what? This will sound horrible. If you can't ride, don't go and learn to ride. Get a coach and learn to ride first, because if you're going to come and play this game, you've got to be able to ride. That's first and foremost. Like there's a lot to it, but you've got to be able to ride. Hundred percent. You know, and 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 I don't. I'm not interested in having to spend a at a two day clinic having to spend a day doing groundwork so you can get on and ride your horse mm. with one okay. person out of yeah well, six yeah, seven people yeah clinic. but yeah look we can touch we can touch on a bit of that if 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 need be but we're here to go and work cows yeah run and stop turn around and go fast and do fun stuff <laughs> let's be cowboy yeah let's be just go be yeah go go play cowboy yeah so I love what, yeah that's, there's there's yeah. there's that's 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 not going to be part of you know me helping uh, if, when I I'm help coming on you running clinics well come on yeah come on there's yeah. a lot there's, there's I'm coming. Uh, it's going to be some of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Some>. funny bastard <laughs> 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 yeah that's yeah that's just where I'm at I've got I, it's not that I don't want to help them people but it's just not it's not for me you know I don't want to be there messing around with their carrot stick and no and I guess that's shit. the point like you're at that level now where you can go okay I'm gonna look at putting on a couple more clinics if you're interested message me yeah yeah. and that's when you can just go okay so Benny's messaged me 
We can pick yeah. and choose. Exactly. And That's it's not. Like and Ben's message me, Joe's message me, Fred's message me. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know Fred's is going to waste everybody else's time. You, you're out. Not not without saying. No yes. disrespect, to no, Fred. But and just like, sorry, man. Like if this clinic is not going to. It's not going to be. Yeah, I'm not going to bullshit him. I'm just going to say this one isn't for you, mate. Yeah. This one isn't for you, and it's not because we think we're better than anybody. It's not that. It's just it's not going to fit what I can offer you. Yeah. If you know, really. If I don't, if I don't make the cut, I'm going to be pissed now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be gone. That'll be the good thing. I'll be, nah, be, yeah, be, be I was like, I need, I need you in my corner. And you'd be like, oh, when do you show? I was like, oh, Sunday. You're like, it's too so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I've got titles to chase. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? No, yeah, no. Because, you know, after we've just gone through it all of... You've sacrificed so much, so no, like chasing it as heavy as you are now doesn't sound stupid. So, so going going back to to Margie to to try and do that, um, that's selfish. It's very selfish on my behalf because it's going to be hard on me crew, hard on my wife and kids, and hard on my customers. But um, after kind of just basically pissing it into the wind last year and you know giving it away. All but quitting completely. All but um, I'm not prepared to do that again. No. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because yeah, like, to do it again. like I'm not. Blind Freddy can see. You're too talented at what you do. Your horses are too broke because of what you can do for you just to go. Not for me. Mm. Yeah, but that's again. That's we're back onto that little deal which we didn't. I didn't finish. So last year when I kind of went, I, I kind of say I went off the rails for a bit, you know, and went went back shearing and then just had to take a break. And I believe that God kept them horses through uh, through COVID at my place because He wasn't going to let me quit. Yeah, and that's that's just how it is. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I believe. That's just it is what it is. And you know, I come back out of that, and you know. I've let external sources kind of dictate my mentality for a while and I just had made a decision to where I wasn't going to allow that to happen anymore. Now, I'll give you an example of that is I had a fellow that I considered a friend and a customer that I'd done a, I considered I'd done a pretty good job on a couple of horses for him and he had put a thing on Facebook saying he'd sent his horse somewhere to some other trainer and you know what that's fine I'm okay with that now but at the time I was pissed I was just like man you know I rode that sorry son of a bitch for you and got him dirty broke and then you get this good one and you send him somewhere else yeah so I took that personally and that well, was kind it, of it's the, hard not to when it's your this is your this is your life yeah 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 and that's that's okay business. there was a reason there for it I suppose and that's fine and I haven't had the discussion with him and um, that's that's all fine but once upon a time especially coming out of that that kind of a low spot I'd have let that kick me back in the hole yeah but that's what helped me climb out okay that little deal there just from seeing that crap on Facebook it was a wet day so I'd gone to the saddle shop so I was too wet right horse I'll go to the saddle shop seen that thing on Facebook turned straight back around went out in the rain put the raincoat on really my eyes put the raincoat on and went and rode, rode my horse, rode, went and rode my futurity horse, went and yeah. rode. And I'm like, you bastard. Yeah. And, and this is not saying you bastard at anybody. It's just my mentality was you bastards aren't going to take this from me again. Yeah. 
So that was kind of a, the old cliche, the comeback. Yeah. yeah it sounds ridiculous, but that's kind of how I, how I was, and that was back in the, back in the well, summertime. Well, yeah, back talk, in the summertime. Talking about the comeback. Yep. Where we're dabbling in the low and, yep. and that now. Yep. But you didn't want to say it, but because you're not the type of guy to say it, but to go from the bottom to the top. Yeah. That's a that's a feat. That that's a and that's something that you struggled with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Was not not being it, and and I'm not talking about being at the bottom competitive level, because you've always been up up there competitive and stuff like that. But I'm talking mentally. Mm-hmm. Mentally. Mentally, so so yeah, the mental game has been such a struggle for me. Holy shit, and and so that was that little that little deal, just that little silly thing on Facebook was enough to kick my ass in the gear, yeah. like properly. Yeah. I was I was crawling my way out of it, kick my ass in the gear, and uh, really get me going. I use yeah. it as fuel. Yeah, exactly. You know, now I use it as fuel. Yeah, and do you do you yeah. do you uh, like reach back on that every now and again when you get to that point where you just like yep. you need something just to trigger though to, to exit that negativity yeah 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 100% you know? yep yep yeah. I use it as I use it as fuel and I'll think back and go oh, just grip my teeth and go no yep you know today things didn't go right for me today and I was pissed and I was like damn sometimes you know why do I do this to myself mm. and I'm just like think about it I think back on the year we've had so far and examples like that and I'll just grip my teeth and go not today it doesn't matter yeah the bad things don't matter yeah I'm after this and there's just you know you know as the old saying it's uh, good lord willing and the creeks don't rise you know and nothing's going to stop me yeah yeah and that's been hard for me to say that you know I don't and I said this to you last night I don't want to just be the best I can be anymore. I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. And that, again, it's not in my makeup to talk like that. But, but I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. That's just how it goes. So that deal, that was a little deal that kind of kicked, kicked my ass and set me in the right direction. And I took a break, deep breath and, uh, you know, quit drinking piss and, and got off social media, which was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. My business page is still on there for, for our for our saddles and horse training and stuff and all that but got got rid of all that shit and any of the external distractions you know and I'd um, uh, I'm kind of get pretty passionate about stuff I and mean, if people get on social media and say the sky's green and I think it's blue well I'd engage with them which is just stupid because it's just you know what I mean and they suck energy out of you that you really don't have to spare yeah um, we're all so busy that we just don't have that energy to spare. So that was a blessing, just getting rid of that crap, mm. you know, and getting away from that and just concentrating on what I had to concentrate on. Yeah. Make sure them futurity horses are ready. You know, make sure them, them, them all them show horses are ready and the work's getting done and, yeah. Well, that's – and that's talking going back once again to going from the bottom – it would have been more than just that that simple screw you 
like I want to prove you wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. Like what what pulled you out of that that bottom that that mindset of the negativity the the I've drawn fifth out in the hurt like tenth out tenth in the out, hurt. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. What, so what pulled you out of that mentality? Um, I can't really nail it down to one thing. Yeah. I just use those sort of scenarios that we'll face from to, you know from time to time. You just use that stuff as fuel and just. We, all of us as humans, we control what goes on in our head. And our brain wants to be right all the time. So whether we tell it something positive or we tell it something negative, our brain will think it's right. I can do this. Brain thinks it's right. If we say, I can't do this, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this, our brain goes, yeah, I've got you. Exactly. You're not good enough for this. Mm. So... Yeah, I can't nail it down to one thing, but it's just those those few things. I said, get rid of the social media, get rid of the bullshit out of your life. You know, and and this will sound horrible, but I cracked a lot of people off out of my life that I were just wasting my time and sucking energy out of me that didn't didn't need to be there. Yeah. You know, fellas that I'd call from time to time that really won't call you. We've all had mates yeah. like that, and some of them are genuine and just hopeless bastards that are low maintenance and. My best man at my wedding's like that. I might talk to him once every 12 months, but he, that's different. Um, there's people that you'll think you're mates with and so I just crack them off. Mm. Yeah, just crack them off. Not not that I don't, you know, if I see him at a horse show or a draft or whatever, oh, shit, I'll have a yarn, have a beer, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to go in my way anymore. No, yeah. no I'm not going to call you. Yeah. I'm not going to call you. You call me for a change. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's... Like I said, it sounds a bit bit bad, but that's just what I did. Just shut it all out, shut the world out. Just yeah. just kind of put the blinkers on and go and train cow horses. That's kind of, yeah, that's what that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, one, one thing I do know had a little bit of an influence on you, and not to bring up my old show, but yep. episode of The Cashless Cowboy with Greg Lees yep. was a bit of a bit of a hit for you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll explain that. Now, um, so Greg, and, and he's just a fellow I know from the radios, and I don't know him that well, but what first got me to brought his name up, so a good friend of mine, Michael Rapley, from out there at Woolman, I've known all my life, and he's a guy that I've admired with the horses ever since I was a kid. We were at the AQHA show, uh, I guess Q, Q20, showed and showed the cow horse, ran third in the cow horse. My stud horse was the highest placed senior horse in the only event that AQHA doesn't split senior and junior horse in. So <laughs> would have won in the buckle and <laughs> would have won something. Anyway, Michael said, you know, go up inside and Michael says to me, hey Q, good job in the cow horse today, buddy. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, yeah, bum, grumble, grumble, moan, piss and moan. And I didn't quite, you know, didn't, you know, looking at the negative and he's like, man, you did a good job today, man. Why are you being negative? You need to go and spend some time with Slip. Yeah. Greg Lee's. You need to go and spend some time with him because, yeah, you kind of get rid of that sort of behaviour if you talk to him. Anyway, never did go spend any time with him, but come across this bloody podcast, Cashless Cowboy, and um, sure enough... That still racks my... Like, it's still... So, what brought that up was, like, I sent you a message and wanted to go back to Facebook. Could not find you on Facebook. And, yep. and I wanted to get you on whether it was first episode or what episode, I was like, we're going to the Hackamore. Q's going to be there. Like, I want to get him on. You know, we talk about this, 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 rattle it off. 
and I could not find you on Facebook. And I was like, I, I tried a bunch of times. I'm like, I'm spelling this wrong. I'm doing, I just tried searching first name, then I tried last name, yeah. and I did the whole name. I could not find and I just I messaged Kat O'Brien and I said, You got Q's number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would and you want to talk to him? <laughs> no, but she was just, you know, like, Yeah. And, um, and I told her and that. And then I messaged you and you're like, Oh, what's the podcast called? And I was like, Oh, the new one, it's going to be called Dear Rena Hustle Podcast. Um, but it's going to be based off my old, old show of The Cashless Cowboy. And. You're like, oh yeah, like I've heard, like I've listened to that that episode you did with with Slip, and I was like, serious? Because once again, we talked about this yesterday. Like, I didn't know it had reached cat horse industry for mm. one. Yeah, you didn't know that when you met me. Sure as shit, you didn't know that that was my old show. I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. You know, but then, yeah. like, you were like that. Sh- that episode changed my life, and I was like. Seriously, like, like thinking, like I actually said to Dave, I said like, Q's not the kind of guy that'd just like have a dig, and that like he's a pretty genuine, serious kind of fellow. And, and Dave's like, yeah, like why? And then I told him, he's like, no, if he said that, he means that. Hey, we take a break for five minutes, and I come back and explain it. Yeah, hundred percent, sure. You've been listening to the Arena Hustle podcast. If it's about the Western lifestyle in the equine industry. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. And we're talking to the pros on every show. You'll get the inside tips and news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Arena Hustle Podcast. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time.